0: So who do we trust,
1: huh? Like always, me and Dick. 2019 with three other ShareCon fans. Hi, I'm Carmen,
2: a.k.a. Greeny Gal. Hi, I'm Asha, a.k.a. Pleasance. And I'm Maria, a.k.a. M-H-E Priest. It's okay you know my last name, because it's a nom de plume.
1: <laughs> So the first thing I'd love to know is uh, if you've been to ShareCon before, how you found out about it, or whether this is your first ShareCon.
3: I've been to ShareCon three four times before i have already lost count um i found out i'm fairly sure on the internet um like lists of cons i had just gotten into starsky and hutch fandom in a big way and this con was semi-local to me so it seemed like a good idea
0: uh i'm here because carmen's here I've, I've watched about two episodes of Starsky and Hutch, and Carmen, who's been here many times, has been telling me about, you know, Starsky and Hutch and how great a show it is, so that's that's why I'm here. Are you going to be, is your plan to watch more episodes? I mean, as many episodes as being shown here, if, you know, if the, the bug bites, um, I'll, I'll watch more. <laughs> um,
2: this is my first Shere Khan um, my first Starsky and Hutch con and uh, interesting my writing partner we had done a couple of gen stories together in an uh, alternate universe Starsky and Hutch based on her idea and she asked me earlier this year uh, was I going to go to share I said what's the ShareCon? so she told me all about it I hadn't been into slash except for the last three or four years so she said now be, be wary it's about it's slash and I go oh okay <laughs> I can groove on that. Uh, and that's how I ended up here. And I live in, you might not be able to tell by my accent, but I now live in Hutch's home state.
4: Ooh, oh. nice.
2: Still haven't seen him. There is a town, or uh, there is a town there, not too far. I have a good friend who lives there named, called Hutchinson.
1: That's perfect. (laughs) My mother's name is Hutchinson, so I I pretend I'm related to Hutch.
0: (laughs) All right, so as the newbie, I have to ask, so what is Hutch's home state? Minnesota.
1: Okay. (laughs) In the episode, they say he grew up in Duluth,
0: which is a great city.
2: Uh, We go there two or three times every year.
1: Nice. Nice. If you don't mind me asking, where are you in Minnesota?
2: Uh, Twin Cities. Okay. We live in a first ring suburb of Minneapolis. Oh,
1: that's a great
2: place. Oh man, there's lots of stuff to do. But I just haven't found anybody in Starsky & Hutch fandom there. Oh.
1: <laughs> Have you been to any of the cons in the Twin Cities?
2: No. No. Oh, wait a minute. I take it back. There was a little small one in uh, Stargate SG-1. Oh. Nice. And I did. I ran into some uh, a fellow nurse. Uh, I didn't know she was an SG-1 fan, so uh, we became tight. and I actually gave her, and she was diagnosed with cancer, I actually gave her a Daniel Jackson action figure to protect her.
4: It's a good choice, because he always comes back.
2: Yeah. Yep. (laughs) And she's been cancer-free for over
0: 10 years. Oh, that's so great to hear.
4: You guys also go to uh, other cons.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we, we usually go to Context, which is every other year. It's happening next year. Um, what else, do we go to what? Well, is, what is that? Is it is it multiple fandoms? It's multiple fandoms. It's it's mostly slash based. It's I
1: believe.
3: it's slash friendly at this point. Um, you can have a con that does both. That's pretty much what Context does, but it's it's definitely slash friendly, um, and on the on the table at this con, they've got flyers for next year's Revel Con in Texas, and I picked one up. And
0: she looked at it and went, "Ooh, we should do that." <laughs> <laughs> oh, the theme is Halloween. It's like calling to me, like a beacon, practically. So, <laughs> it's in March.
4: <laughs> I know it's early days in the con yet, but um, what are some of the things that you've been enjoying about Share Con versus maybe other cons?
3: I mean, there aren't a lot of Starsky and Hutch. Conventions. In fact, I think at this point, this is the only one. So if I want to go somewhere and have people make all the Starsky and Hutch jokes, this is where I go. I mean, we just, um, we just had an hour-long panel of arguing about which things are canon and what exactly being shown on screen counts as. That, that was so much fun. <laughs> uh,
2: I, I, well, I think what I've liked most is people's sense of humor. I haven't laughed so much in one day in longer than I can remember. So I I really, really appreciate people's senses of humor. And I don't mind them talking out, you know, <laughs> in the middle of Pariah, for example, mm-hmm. them talking. Out. That's great.
0: I, I like the size, actually. Um, I'm, I used to go to Context. We went to Escapade um, and then MarsCon last year or this year, rather. Yeah. It was this year. I and it's just like how how tight knit everybody is. Um you're we're, we're all in the same room generally and you get to really well, know people really well and I like that.
2: Yeah, it sounds like everybody's made you feel welcome. Same Absolutely. Year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a really great group of people.
4: So speaking of um sort of can uh, if I should say it was if something was canon or not. Um, We talked about different things like does uh, Hutch speak German and like what the boys ages are and if Sarsky had wounds in his chest, um, what are some of the, um, either among those or things that weren't discussed, like what are things that might exist in canon that you either hold as like, you know, agree with or that you disregard and um, make your own fanon for?
3: Starsky didn't tell a random nurse that Hutch has an addiction in Partners. That didn't happen. <laughs> <gasps> I have strong feelings.
2: <laughs> well, this is happening. That, that's 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 a good one, though.
3: That's, no, it's, that's it's a good a canon, one to, to knock out a canon. It's a canon scene, and it didn't happen. I'm saying it didn't oh, happen. Oh, okay, okay.
1: Although, how did that scene go down? It's been so long since I watched Partners. It they're, was a they're flashback.
3: Just, they're just... He's... Um, He's trying to lead into the flashback, but he leads into the flashback by telling a random nurse about it. Okay. (laughs) I like partners. I just don't like (laughs) that (laughs) scene. I have a fondness for
1: partners, too. It's a goofy episode, but it's kind of fun.
2: I don't... What I don't like about how... What I would leave out is that I don't think Hutch was addicted to it. I mean, that short a term, it's a matter of once you kind of get clean... Chances are very good he never had any craving for it, never wanted to do it again. And I, I've been included in, in my stories that he you know that um uh, Starsky thought, you know, the Hutch shouldn't get morphine or whatever. But reality is that yes, you don't necessarily have an addiction because you're using it.
3: Also uh when you're when you're forced to use it. Also, I've heard enough from the medical professionals in the fandom that with all the stuff that happens to him, he would have wanted some morphine at some point. (laughs) Yes, excellent point. (laughs) Okay, I have to ask what happened to him? Well, we're referencing an episode where the bad guys hook him on heroin, and then Starsky has to help him beat a cold turkey without telling anybody because they'll kick him off the force if he's... Um, if he's an addict. Oh. And I'm also referencing an episode where he spends most of the episode trapped underneath his, his car. And That's terrible. We're, 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 we're pretty sure that when they took him to the hospital, he would have wanted some morphine. I think they would have given it to him on site. <laughs> <laughs> At least if I were John, I'd have been demanding it. God.
1: I'm surprised of the few episodes you've seen. None of them have been
2: the fix. It's sort of a fandom favorite. Yeah. It's a term- It's tremendous... Term- he- David Soul was just phenomenal mm-hmm. doing that. I, I I read not too long ago that he actually uh, uh, did some background work. I I don't know if he actually went to a clinic or just talked with some folks who had gotten clean or whatever. But he was just he was phenomenal. I don't know why he wasn't nominated for an Emmy for that portrayal.
0: Now I have to see this episode. Oh, so, yeah. silly silly
3: <laughs> cop show.
0: Yeah, get yeah.
2: Oh, and Starsky in it too. Uh, PMG was really, really good in there. You could just, you could feel his pain, the, but the, his empathy, what's happening to Hutch. I mean, it's, it's just one of those things that really show their relationship and how much they love each other. That's awesome. I
3: love that. Yeah. Oh, I wish they were showing it. Well, it's um, uh, here, so. It's is of, such it's, a
2: good episode.
3: It's one of those episodes that everybody loves, and consequently, it gets shown all the time. <laughs> and so, eventually, people go, "Can we watch something else <laughs> <laughs> that we haven't? You know, one of the one of the episodes seen a little less often." That that said, later on, if you, um, <laughs> you know, when they're when they're showing episodes, you can put up your hand and say, "I've never seen The Fix." There we go. Sounds <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> good. Because isn't that what happens at after ten thirty? Pretty, uh, that it's or... kind of like you, you go, you, you know, go into somebody's room or whatever and you're yeah, you know, so okay, let's go ahead hosting. and watch an episode or two yeah
4: or during the viewings because you can fit two in pretty easily, if you
1: start promptly if, <laughs> if you're interested in watching the fix sometime at the con all you have to do is walk into the room and say I haven't seen the fix, people will clamor to show it to you Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, sounds good I have a question
1: I'd I'd like to know what kind of fandom hopes or
4: goals you have for the next uh, coming up year. It can be as simple as read more fic, or (laughs) watch more episodes, or just luxuriate in feelings.
0: I'm looking forward to Disney Plus. To be honest, like all of the good things that they have been like saying they're going to offer, that's the the one thing I'm looking forward to.
4: Oh my gosh, I'm going to subscribe to Disney Plus and I'm so embarrassed by it. I'm like, okay, we'll share it. I'll share it with my friends.
0: Yeah,
3: I'm probably going to too. But also, I'm I'm co-writing a story that I'm trying to finish. So that's my goal. And then maybe once that's done, in a few months to try and write something else.
2: I just want to keep writing and reading and bringing in new people. I'm just so pleased that Not everybody here is my age or older, Uh, that there are people decades younger, and that's going to help keep this fandom alive, and any fandom at all, because one (laughs) fandom I'm part of, Man From Uncle, that is going incredibly strong Mm -hmm. still, and that was mid mid to late 60s. So we're not aging out. One would think that the first gen people are aging out, and yes, we are, but there are new ones that are coming on and I really hope that happens with Starsky and Hutch.
4: All right, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you. Thank
2: you.
1: Thank you you for asking. We're here at ShareCon with some wonderful artists.
5: I'm Lorraine. And I'm Anachron. And I'm Suzanne Lovett. I happen to have two names.
1: <laughs> and how did you guys get involved in making art for Star and Hutch fandom?
5: Uh, well, I well, I came into it, I was in Star Trek fandom and I was a Star Trek purist. I didn't want to know from any other uh, fandoms. And then I went to a Star Trek con with a friend of mine and uh, we came back from the con. It was really late and she ordered. Chinese food and Japanese wine, the only thing I drink, uh, alcoholic thing I drink. And she said, if you have just one hour, I just want to show you one episode. (laughs) I said, okay, and she put on a coffin for Starsky. Starsky fell out of bed, and I leaned over to see more. (laughs) (laughs) After an hour, I said, oh, do you have any more? She said, sure, sweet revenge, there we go. I came home and started drawing. (laughs) So that's my story. (laughs) And you're sticking to it, huh? (laughs) Yeah. uh, 35 years around, yeah. (laughs) I first discovered
6: Starsky and Hutch when I was a teenager and just fell in love with them at that point in time and drew them like crazy. And then real life interceded, and I forgot about them. And then in 2011 or so, I... Was online and saw this fandom thing (laughs) I did not know existed at all and I thought oh it was just sort of this nostalgic oh Storsky and Hutch how I remember when I used to like them and then I watched a vid or something and it hit me (laughs) just again how much I love them so I read voraciously and saw all this wonderful art and decided I wanted to create too and I really wasn't doing much in the way of drawing at that point. So I thought, hmm, can I draw these guys again? And I started to, and then I just went down the rabbit hole. We're so <laughs> glad arrogant. you're here we are now. <laughs> so.
7: Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Well, I'm sort of like you. I was, I was watching the show when it was on as a teenager, and, and my best friend and I would sit there about two inches from the screen, Storsky, you know, <laughs> you're so cute. And, um, and then, of course, all the hurt comfort stuff, we had no idea we were slashers at the time. And and then I graduated from high school, went to art school, and and we you know doing portraits of your favorite TV show people was not considered art, so you know I kind of forgot about it and doing art, and then you know got into doing something else. So it was around 2001 that I got a computer that could go online. I found Slash right away. I didn't know such a thing existed, and and I like and I was like. Slash Starsky and Hutch. Oh my God! And so uh, you know, and I found I found the um, what is it? The the one that the SNH archive or whatever they called it. Oh yeah,
5: I, I yeah it was called uh, something else. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I found that, and I'm yeah. like,
7: I can draw these guys again. I don't have to do art stuff for art school anymore. So I just started doing my own, and then I found about uh, Sharecon. I found mm-hmm. out about Sharecon, and I fell in with a bunch of ne'er-do-wells, like. <laughs> <You know. laughs> My I'm, gosh, I'm, I'm like you, and they told me about Sheraton. So I, I, I had like newbie going in there, and and I had done all this other you know stuff, and I brought stuff for the art show, and and Susan was so encouraging. Us. Well, you were so encouraging. You were so sweet, and they were just, lovely. Well, oh, thank you. It was you know I hadn't done it in so many years. It'd been like twenty or twenty five years since I'd done any of that. Mm-hmm. So it was you know kind of that's kind of all she wrote. <laughs> that's where I am now. <laughs> Oh, and I forgot to mention, Carrie got me to do the, the evolution and, and all those wonderful zines for her. I'd like to take credit for you. Yes, you should. Oh Carrie Tompkins, over there. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she really, she really helped you know, get me going too. I so.
1: love your covers for Evolution oh, and the please. Venice Place Chronicle covers. Oh. Well thank yeah, it yeah. was a real
7: it was a real team effort with Carrie and Dana and we couldn't have done it without them. It was really crazy. It was a real you know, bouncing off ideas off one You really get real creative that way. Awesome. cool. So I'm sorry I'm, I'm monopolizing not everything. At all. Sorry. sorry not. <laughs> so
4: So um Sort of what, what part about making Starsky and Hutch art in particular do you, like, especially like? Like, whether it be, like, part of the process or about, like, enjoyment with other fans or, or just the guys themselves or if that's too hard kind of
7: a <laughs> I think it's all the above. That's, I think you kind of answered it for me. You know, a lot of it's working with the other folks and, and yeah. being able to bounce ideas off each other and a team effort. That's what really makes it really special, I think
5: especially for me after 30-something years I don't have any ideas anymore <laughs> any idea I've had has been worked to death by now and uh, so anytime somebody wants to start skin a picture I'm always like give me an idea let it percolate then you might have it cuz mine are pretty much spent by now <laughs> so, so other people in the fandom is to me is the best part I start out
6: with really selfish motives because I just like drawing them for the sake of drawing them, but I really do enjoy the fact that I can share them with other yeah. fans. Because if I show them to, I, I do share them with my family members who are used to my quirks now. <laughs> yes,
5: but, <laughs> but you know they go, oh so. yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, they you know, don't go but, nuts but over it. It's, it's
6: nice to be able yeah. to share them with other people who appreciate mm-hmm. appreciate the guys. Yep.
5: Yeah. Uh, You said you started drawing Starsky. You also said something about Starsky. Are you all into Starsky or? My Starsky Hutch
6: ratio is about (laughs) six to one or seven to one. I have to really. Well, I do love Hutch because Starsky loves him so much. Well and I love Hutch too, but he's, for me he's hard to, like I can draw Starsky in my sleep and yeah. Hutch just because he, I think partly he's, got he's so such monochromatic.
7: Figu- you know, yeah. the features yeah. are so even. Yeah. yeah. Makes it very difficult. It's hard yeah. to capture all he
5: that paleness um, for Yeah. Uh, one thing about Starsky, I don't know if you guys felt it, uh, the actor one eye is noticeably smaller than the other eye which the fans do not notice in the photographs. But in a picture, if you draw it accurately, somebody's bound to say, what if the eyes look smaller or larger?
6: funny about that, I was showing a drawing that I was doing to my sister, who is not a Starsky & Hutch fan, but she, you know, is used to proofing my work, and I showed her, she said, uh, no, his eyes too small? I said, no. No, that's just. <laughs> not. So then I showed her the, you know, source photograph,
5: and she's yeah. like, oh. Yeah, uh, so I sometimes enlarge it a little bit so, so it so doesn't so off, show. Yes. Yeah, uh, and and his smile—he's <laughs> one person. You cannot uh, flip the photo mm-hmm. and draw from other side because one side of the face has pretty much nothing to do with the other very side. <laughs> yeah, very. I mean, he's like spare parts put together, <laughs> In a and with a, <laughs> such a good way. <laughs> and his more interesting face. Yeah.
1: Do you have a favorite like season
5: to draw the guys from? Uh, no, I don't much care for the uh, cookie duster. <laughs> <but> <laughs> or the long, lanky, unwashed hair. <laughs> but other than that, no, they're, uh, they're gorgeous anytime. But of course, Starsky is gorgeous always.
6: <laughs> well, pretty much what she said, yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm not fond of... The cookie dust, the, the mustache. Uh, yeah, would.
5: it looks good there. Well, it, yeah, it was. Thank mm-hmm. you. It was
6: not easy. Uh, he's
5: very useful when you're writing it because then that's a more interesting Hutch. He's kind of weary and uh, you know. But when you're drawing him, aside from just the,
6: you know, facial hair on Hutch, I do think that over the seasons Hutch just physically, facially changed more yeah. than yeah. Starsky did, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting for the
5: character. But yeah,
6: true.
1: Sure. And what mediums do you use?
5: I prefer, I've always preferred uh, graphite, just pencil graphite, and uh, it took me a long time to get into color. Uh, my uh, uh, Decorated for Death pieces are the first time I ever tried color on anything, really. I have always done graphite, but, uh, and I like pencil, Prismacolors, uh, Derwent uh, pen- Pencil, it has to be something. I can erase and fix. Uh, so uh, painting, I don't do painting. There's a painting master sitting over there. <laughs> and, uh, and I tend to, if I want really, uh, really deep colors, I tend to uh, do a watercolor bot- painting at the bottom but just slapdash, just throw the colors on there and then let it dry and then go over it with color pencil. That's, and of course nowadays I do computer generated stuff, so.
1: What software do you use?
5: Adobe, Photoshop, yeah. I work um, in graphite and some charcoal,
6: some Conte crayon, and when I'm feeling brave, uh, watercolor, which I'd like to do more of, but I have to still work on that a bit,
7: (laughs) (laughs) It takes a long time to to do. I I like to. I start out basically doing charcoal, and um, but I prefer to use oil paint. For me, it's it's the easiest, fastest, and uh, most easily controllable for me. So
5: oil paint is controllable. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) this freaks me out. (laughs) Okay.
6: Well, it's just you know, everybody has their thing. Yeah, exactly. Ask a really technical question. So. Pieces of yours that I've seen, about 9 by 12. Is that Mm -hmm, your typical? That's about all the the size I can do the biggest, really, because I have a real small workspace. Well, I was wondering, like, what size or type of brush do you
7: use? I use like a Winsor Newton Series 7 number 2. Okay. And and then I'll use a flat, yeah, it's a very small one. And then I use also, that's for detail, and then I use like a, a bright, a number. Uh, six like a sable bar it's mostly it's meant for watercolor right, right i use it, in water. it of course it lasts about two minutes because right solvents in a um on something that's meant for water the, it doesn't last very long but yeah. it's worth it you know it's you're you have to have really good tools to do good work that's all i've always thought so mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs>
6: very good brush budget yeah yeah i was
7: gonna say because the windsor newton series seven number two now it costs like a uh, twenty two dollars
6: so. I have one for my watercolor. Yeah, with
7: yeah. watercolor, they last friggin' forever, but not for oils. <coughs> <Well, laughs> so, but that's what I've, I prefer. So save up your pennies.
6: Yeah, I'll, I'll so. come, maybe we could have a, A weekend studio session. Yeah, that'd be fun. I haven't
5: done that before. Someone's nodding back. (laughs) Yeah, sure, yeah. Arrange it for the next con. (laughs) Yeah, sure, we can do that. That'd be
7: fun. It'd be smelly.
5: Yeah, I was going to say the (laughs) hotel would
7: really like having... Yeah, having solvents in here. Mineral spirits more.
1: Yeah,
7: well, they have odorless, so... That's true. So, Anyways, I'm sure we're we're going to cut all that out, right. Right. (laughs) That's okay.
1: Yes. (laughs) And I think finally if you have a piece that you're most proud of or if there's a piece that you hope to do or you're working on that you want to talk about.
7: Oh, everyone's looking at me. Oh, <laughs> Your turn. Oh, okay. Well, there's that one that I did for, for Carrie that is, um, she asked for Hutch and Shorts. <laughs> five. Yes. Yeah, the cover for, and that's one, he's leaning against a birch tree.
8: Yeah. Oh, and, yes. um, Oh, yeah. And yes, yeah. beautiful.
7: And they're kind of forehead to forehead and, that one just came together and she told me this is what she wanted and it just boop, popped into my head so there I did and it there it was and I was like wow I wish they were all like that <laughs> they all came together so and that's you know when they come together like just and like I said it, it helps to have someone to work with you to bounce off ideas and who gives you what they they want and then you can come up with something that works and when they come mm. together beautifully like that
6: <laughs> it was it was fun um I have a couple of favorites. I tend to really like work that I've just done and get attached to it, and then it takes a while for it to, you know, when I'm willing to let it go, but one piece that I do like that I've worked on a while ago, it's, I don't remember the name of it, I think I called it Dissonance for some reason, but it's a picture of Starsky mm-hmm. from the committee, mm-hmm. is that right? Yeah, the committee. <laughs> okay, how's that for not remembering, <laughs> but um, I just kind of liked how I captured him in that, so I was very pleased with the outcome of mm-hmm. it.
5: Uh, I can never translate what's in my head onto the paper. What's in my head is always better. I can usually get about 60% of it. If I can get 80%, I've done perfectly. You know, it's great. And usually, I am mostly happy when I finish a piece. That lasts about 24 to 48 hours. (laughs) And the next time I put it away and I look at it, all all that jumps out at me is the uh, problems Mm -hmm. with it. All all I see is the mistakes. I can't wait for the next con to get rid of it. So I can't say I have a favorite piece. (laughs) They're usually my favorites five minutes after I finish them, and then they go into the junk pile. (laughs) Dear.
6: No, but I, I know what oh, yeah. Susanna's saying, because I even on the pieces I really like, there yeah. are still things, when you look at them, your eye goes to, oh, you know. Yeah,
5: you, you and, your eye goes to the
6: mistake. But but, oh, well, it's, it's okay, but, yeah, you it's know, okay. you make a little tweak, but good enough, yeah. you know. <laughs> but, but you're yeah. not, I'm talking about myself, not your work.
1: Since we started talking about dissatisfaction, we're now going to have to have a new end question, which oh, is, no. uh, what's something you're looking forward to for the rest of the ShareCon weekend?
5: Dinner. I second that motion (laughs) Uh, hanging out with everybody yeah
6: yeah that too
5: yeah I am looking forward to the bad uh, (laughs) theater because Kathy has been disclaiming it (laughs) not mine not mine (laughs) so I I want to know what's going on there
1: Well, thank you so much for agreeing to do the interview. Sure. I
5: hope you'll find something in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great.
4: Thank you so much.
1: So much. You're again. very
5: you. welcome.
8: Well, my name's Elaine. I'm online as Edie Bell and I've been a part of the Star Trek fandom since the '70s, when I was nine or ten.
9: I'm Don Wind. I watched the show originally, and I have been
10: involved in the fandom since 2001. I'm Silver Chipmunk. I was an original watcher of the series back in the 70s, and I discovered that there was organized fandom in the early 2000s, but I don't remember
11: what year. Hi, I'm Kat. I read under Lily Kay, and I vid under Cat Bird, and I've been in organized fandom since 2001, but I did watch Starsky and Hutch on the original run.
4: All right, so we were talking about the relationship between Starsky and Hutch, um, romanticism and and romantic gestures. Um, that was one of the uh, panels here at ShareCon this year. So we'd love to sort of hear your thoughts about their their relationship, their friendship, their romance like what you interpret as romantic etcetera what that means to you
8: i first started binding and hutch fiction online i really bought into them loving each other but not becoming romantically involved till after sweet revenge and there there's a lot of support behind that but now that i've gotten older and that whole friends with benefits concept has been introduced in fiction I can see them being physically closer before the end of the series
9: I um originally when I watched it didn't even conceive of that and I'm from California you'd think that it would occur to me um but when I got online and I'm reading other people's I'm, I used to do this oh my god and then I read flamingos oh 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 okay <laughs> um yes but Originally you think it's after sweet range and now I can do it anywhere.
8: <laughs> You're one of the authors that has made me believe that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
10: Uh, when I first saw the series, I did not know of the existence of the term slash. In fact, I don't know if it did exist at that point. But when I saw the episode uh, tap dancing their way right into uh, well tap dancing, and I saw the dip at the end, something clicked in my brain, and from then on, I knew. Even as a teenager, I knew they were lovers. And the way I got into the organized uh, fandom was when I got on the internet and I learned of the existence of fan fiction from my daughter actually and fanfiction.net. I started wondering, gee, is there Starsky and Hutch fiction online? And found the fiction and started reading it and then I found there was an organized fandom so it was the fiction that brought me into it. Uh, I always saw them as lovers. Looking at the series, I think it makes more sense for them not to have been until after Death in a Different Place because of the conversation they have. And that I think if they had been lovers before, the conversation would have gone totally differently. But I could see... An alternate timeline where it starts earlier. I like stories where it starts anywhere, really. And in my own fiction, it starts after Sweet Revenge, though.
11: Yeah, I'm pretty much an after Sweet Revenge kind of gal when I write it, but I can read it anywhere. But you have to explain away the women. Mm -hmm. Is it really that they're in love with that woman, or are they using her as a cover? Or is it an open relationship? Or is it an open, or is it more than one, or two, or three? <laughs> so I you do it, have to explain that yeah. away. Sweet revenge is a great point, though, because, you know, he finally realized, they both finally realized, this is it, you could die any second.
9: Yeah. I think it was also the 70s where people, you could put that monogamy over on one side and say, I will do all these people, you're my it, but right, I right. will do all these people.
8: I think because so many most of the people that I know that are in the fandom are female, we put the the woman restrictions that men didn't necessarily have, especially i'm um, I'm um, stereotyping, but in the seventies, women were just getting onto the pill and stuff, whereas gay men could be promiscuous, no one was going to get pregnant, and AIDS hadn't come out. yeah, so there's been a couple stories that examined that Hutch was a free thinker and very flexible. Mm-hmm. And Starsky was more of the wife in this in, in the story I'm thinking of. And he got really upset that Hutch could get a blowjob from someone else because that meant betrayal to the relationship in in Starsky's head. And Hutch was just it was just a blowjob.
11: Whereas Starsky as the Vietnam veteran had plenty of sex while he was in Vietnam, and Hutch doesn't mm-hmm. understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So there is, oh, there is that body of work out there where Starsky did have a lot of experience,
10: or where he introduces even, Hutch
11: to the idea.
10: Or even a little experience, which is in a story I wrote, where he sort of accidentally
9: <laughs> has
10: sex with uh, someone in Vietnam.
9: I wrote one where he, uh, the person you're having sex with in Vietnam, he wants the closeness, with that
8: person is abusive. That's the one I was thinking of. It was rape. I wish we could have yes. been slower, yes. but yeah. there's no time over here. Yes,
10: I remember that one. The writers
8: can make us, and, and there's so many holes or so much area that we can see at the academy. Mm-hmm sweet revenge and almost anywhere in between you know the fix if he's trying to make hutch feel better you know what's the most common comfort you can give or receive i have to say like cat i don't like icu sex
11: (laughs) my term icu sex it cures everything
10: (laughs) the magic healing whatever
8: (laughs) With the nurse you know. right there and all the, monitors, oh, yeah, all the monitors, on. Yeah. monitors on. Let alone the fact that if they're in ICU, there's nothing happening there.
11: <laughs> well that came out of another fandom where a lot of stories, one or the other, was in the hospital and that's how they miraculously got better. Was their partner came like to the ICU and the had sex with them and then all of a sudden they were especially Jim Ellison, that's how Blair brings him out of a coma. I couldn't no. tell you how many times. Whoa. Well he that's brings him out of a coma. Or a zone or whatever with sex.
8: Jump in, the weather's fine, the water's Mm -hmm. fine. Wrong fandom. (laughs) (laughs) But I think in talking about romance, when we talked about it on the panel, things like Hutch making the pot roast, the Paul Mooney special. um, Starsky buying the beater of a car that he's going to hate, but someone brought up that, of course, he tuned up and is going to run perfect, even if it looks like a shitbox.
9: It does have new brakes. I've never really thought so much about that Starsky does try to make Hutch feel loved and accepted and, and better. And I just love that one scene, it's in Deadly, uh, Deadly Impostor, and Starsky's just playing with the sunglasses, and he's got to see that, and he's just being silly. And it, it's so little, but it's them.
11: Yeah. hmm is that the one where he's sitting on the mm-hmm. in the I'm restaurant in the, booth. in the booth in the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. that's really yeah. sweet. Well, it, because the palm uni is definitely pure romance. Yes. But that's almost like what a man and a woman would do. Let's face it, they're guys. Changing Starsky's oil is probably romantic mm-hmm. if Hutch pays for the oil change. You know yeah. what I mean? That's romance for them. Mm-hmm.
10: As someone pointed out in the panel... Starsky is very flirtatious. He's always flirting with Hutch, mm-hmm. and Hutch is more receptive in that sense. And um, I think Hutch is used to
9: being flirted with. Oh, yeah. Women would flirt with him, so that's his
10: natural reaction, relationship. Or expectation, so. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
11: You know, he's your all American boy. Mm-hmm.
10: Yeah, someone's always coming on to him,
11: mm-hmm.
10: but he likes it when he does not Of course,
11: wouldn't we all? <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed the last panel. They Me needed too. to go longer on that last. Um, oh yes. Well, I just what was like... the title of the panel. That was really the one about the friendship. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. Would yeah, yeah, their friendship have survived? Uh, I like forty years later. People's head
8: canon, How everybody has a different. Mm -hmm. A lot of that's based on the writers, though, that have given us, you know, in 40 years. um, There was the very controversial fic that, of course, I'm bad at names. um, When they go up to Starsky's cabin, and it's the first time they have sex, and Starsky's married with children at the time, and his wife in the fic, her name is too close to Elizabeth. I think it was Liz. And Hutch is engaged to somebody, and he's a lawyer. And he goes to talk to Starsky, who's the captain of the police. And um, the way they come back together as friends, because their their work and their priorities have shifted, they kind of get into a fight because Hutch wants information he's not supposed to have. And Starsky's like, you'll find out at trial like everyone else or something like that. And they're like, well, how did we get like this? We should go away for a weekend. And they go away for a weekend. And Starsky, or one of them, makes the comment that we were so close. We were more intimate than I am with my wife. And, you know, they, they fall over and have sex kind of thing. But I can believe that. I like the idea of them not spending the next 40 years in each other's pocket. It doesn't seem realistic to me, but I could see them going apart and doing what's expected of them and then realizing that's not what they want anyway.
9: I never liked reading them married to other people even before I was into slash. I didn't want them to get married to other people. I wanted the relationships to, to fall apart the way they always did in the show. And I particularly disliked stories where Hutch has a son named David, and Skarsky has a son named Ken. And to me, that was just like so squeaky.
11: (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't tickle your slash vibe that way. No. Yeah. I'm okay with after sweet revenge for them being together forever. That's okay. That's the romantic in me.
10: Yeah, well, that's like a marriage at that point to me. I mean, people are married for 40 years if they live long enough. And um, if they're in a romantic sexual relationship, I see nothing wrong with them staying together that whole time. But, yeah, if they're not, I can also see them drifting but always remaining friends. I, I There have been stories that I read where they... For one reason or, not, or another, are parted, and even if they get together at the end again, I don't like those. I think they're I sort of yeah. sad. I can, I can see them being together. I can't see them being
8: caught together. Mm-hmm. I like, mm-hmm. you know, when Starsky is an instructor at the academy, or he's the captain, because you know, three bullets. He should have been dead anyway. Yeah. To get back on yeah. the street doesn't seem realistic. Yeah, um, and I could see Hutch becoming a lawyer because his character is educated. But for him to find it for himself, instead of the finn and that we have that his father was a lawyer and expected mm-hmm. him to be one mm-hmm. too. So, the story I'm talking about, which I don't have the title, if anyone else knows,
11: I found believable. I haven't. Realistically, they wouldn't be on the force together like, as partners. Let's face it. But if you want to write it that way. I'm very easily sucked into it. <laughs> yeah, I, It's I, not realistic anyway, so I, I can <laughs> buy that they they stay partners. But you do have that um, story where they do try to be partners after something like that, and they're one's more overprotective to the other, and that can cause some tension because Starsky wouldn't want Hutch following him around, making sure he's safe all the time. The one by
9: Sue? They couldn't do their yeah. job
11: properly like that. I can't remember the title. Well, the... I want to say Dark... Um, it's not, dark side, not moon, dark side of the Moon. Not Dark Side of the Moon. Dark Night of the Soul or whatever. Thing. That, that yeah. one, yeah. I love... That's my, one oh, of that's my favorite scenes great of all times. But, but he's actually... On the edge on that one, Hutch is. He's so overprotective. He's a little tightly wet. Yeah, he's actually having mental problems Mm -hmm. by that point. But that's a great story. Yeah. Dark Night of the Soul. Yeah. I don't see them staying partners
10: after Sweet Revenge physically. Just, Mm -hmm. Starsky's too damaged. He wouldn't want to be on the street because he couldn't take care of Hutch. There you go. What I did in my fic is... You know, Hutch has a new partner, but Starsky has taken his new partner under his wing, so to speak, and taught him how to take care of Hutch, you know, and not just some random—but the new partner becomes a friend— Like I said, instructed by Starsky and how to take care of Hutch and handle him and what Mm -hmm. needs to be done. Mm -hmm. I can't see Starsky just letting Hutch be partnered with any old cop. But then I do have Hutch planning on taking the lieutenant's exam later anyway. I'm happier if they're both off the
11: force after Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. In different Mm -hmm. positions. Mm -hmm. I should say off the streets after that. Which is different than being off the force. Yeah. I don't mind the training thing, or Hutch could become the psychologist or whatever. No. Now, I have no problem with IA stories. I know how some how people look at IA, but I could see them being investigators in IA very easily together. That way they don't need to be on the street. They can still work together. They can still be partners, and they can investigate. And they have integrity. because they do. We
8: know that we, they're
11: not going to be bought off. We already know that.
8: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. People,
8: um, with the negative view in real life and in fiction towards IA, because they're they're looking to put bad stuff on good people. The Starsky and Hutch wouldn't do that. Yeah. No, yeah,
11: no. And do you really want to be partnered with somebody who's on the take, and maybe knocked off their first partner? I saw that on a TV show. I'm like, really, you want this person for your partner? Yeah. No, I could see him in IA. I actually I like, like IA stories. I like that. Yeah, I like them. I like to read them. It's a new head fanning. I mean, head canning. <laughs> head canning. <laughs> well, I, I, I think that that would fit. And Starsky streetwise, Hutch has, you know, got the education. They could definitely do it together.
10: I have Starsky working
11: cold cases. Mm-hmm. And that would and work, too. I could
10: yeah, do that. Yeah, he doesn't mm-hmm. have to go out on the street. He's just analyzing data and um, they could do that he has a, too he has a nice little office with a plant that <laughs> Hutch gave him
11: <laughs> and
10: a desk all his own and the piggy bank I was going to say the and piggy the piggy, piggy, piggy bank has yes, to be there the well,
11: yeah bank. there's a lot of other occupations in the police force other than going out and. well I
10: knew someone who was a civilian employee for the um, New York police force and he said that with people with cops who had been injured on the job and couldn't go back to the streets they would put them doing any job at the police department because they you know they had to put them back on the force but they weren't qualified for the street so he even said stuff like fixing floor tiles and stuff (laughs) like that
9: even in the hospital uh, when we have nurses who have back injuries or whatever they will be doing basically qa you know going through and making sure people are Charted correctly as everything in the right place, you know. so yeah. So it doesn't affect the pension too.
11: Yeah, yeah. Like there's a exactly. lot of other job. That's why I'm saying I, I I'm, yeah, I'm willing to buy something other than street work after sweet revenge.
4: Um, any final thoughts that you'd like to add before we wrap up?
11: this lots of fun about
1: yes. like what you might be looking forward to for the rest of the weekend
11: vid show oh, my the favorite vid thing are, are vid awesome. show will be so much fun oh yes and more
10: panels discussion panels yeah.
12: mm-hmm.
10: I like discussions the things where we watch the clips are fun but I like discussions I like because we can
8: watch the vids at home and be just as excited but to I mean, have that, a discussion yeah. and to hear because I've had lots of ideas that I had never thought of thrown out there and for someone who's been thinking for, like, 40 years about these guys. Well, we often watch by ourselves at home.
9: We already so know what we're going to say. All, yeah. <laughs> so being together is the important thing right now. Yes.
11: Well, I do like watching episodes together, and I don't like being quiet through it because I sit at I, home by yeah, myself. Yeah. I don't. I want to say something about Starsky's jeans or mm, <laughs> Hutch's hair blowing in the breeze, you know? I can sit at home by myself and not have a The secret touches that you're just noticing for the first time because
8: the people who are running the panel have spent hours setting it up for us to watch and say, this was in the hostages and none of us remember it because I don't often watch the hostages. And it
9: goes so fast. Well, and drinking games are just no fun by yourself.
11: No, they're <laughs> no fun by yourself.
8: No. You always win flash loops. <laughs> well, thank you yeah, so thank much you. for joining yes. us.
12: Thank
8: you.
13: Thank you. Hi, fandom. This is Carrie, also known as Carrie T, because yes, I am that imaginative, and that is the writer's name that I came up with. And I'm hardboiled baby.
14: I'm
12: Motzer, also known as Vicky. Um, and this is my first share con. Yay. Yay. So
13: and Virgins? I'm,
12: no.
14: <laughs> first. Shercon. Okay. But first time but not a virgin. <laughs> I'll go with that. <laughs> Inexperienced con gore, but first time with the Starskin Hutch crowd. Yes. Okay. Very How kind. you
12: liking it so far? I'm enjoying it. I can't speak for my husband, but I'm enjoying it. <laughs> well
13: Yeah. What's that old joke? You brought your husband to work, you must suffer.
14: Right? (laughs) Has he lost the the deer in the headlights look yet? He's trying. (laughs) What did you talk about this afternoon?
12: Well, if I skip all the things about Virgin in These Woods, um, (laughs) we talked about how whether whether bisexuality in the 70s or homosexuality in the 70s and how it affected the show. Mm. You know,
13: I try to be gentle on him. (laughs) So, <laughs> How much do you bring your fandom life into your family or work life? I
12: do not. My husband did not know. I shipped this group until just before the convention.
13: Yeah.
12: Um, Star Trek, science fiction, Sherlock Holmes, uh, Raymond Chandler, you name it. They all knew about that. And I did have a science fiction club in my hometown when I was a teenager. Mm.
13: So, but... So Starsky & Hutch is one of many?
12: For you, fandoms. Um, it's my main one right now, as far as enjoying reading. Right. It's probably the only one where I actively, happily ship. I have read Star Trek ships. I have Mm. read Sherlock Holmes ships, but Starsky and Hutch is the only one that
14: lights my firecracker. Aside from my husband.
13: (laughs) So (laughs) you're a one and only, aren't you, baby? No. Oh.
14: No, but I am probably most active. In Starsky and Hatch. And that's primarily because of the fandom people. Yeah. You know, and attending ShareCon enhances that because you come here and it's like you meet the people face to face, you you talk shop, you share the boys, and then you look at all the wonderful um, art mm-hmm. fan works the art, the fic, you know, the vids. Oh my God. And it's like it simultaneously inspires you. And it makes you feel like, oh, God, I can never do anything again no, no. ever. Right. <laughs> but I will know. never live up to this. Right. And then then you go through the people telling, you no, you can't you. You bring your unique voice. You bring I your love
13: own. your stuff. I absolutely love your I stuff honestly. I so it. No, that's honest. I, I, you know, I'm I have to be honest with writers. I would never, ever tell a writer uh, if I thought there were, I wouldn't never hurt anybody. This is their heart, their creativity. But I have ways to say it different. I would never tell somebody I love their work if I didn't love their work. Finger. I wouldn't do that. You can you, you yes. can you can you can, you can say, kindly say, "Well, a lot of work you put into this." I can always find good yeah. things. In, I never in thought
12: of this kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, you know, all this sort of stuff. But, but I never, never...
13: use the L word unless I mean it, because that's yes, that's just what floats my boat. So.
12: But this is so
13: wide-ranging, I just, I'm, in, I mean, you know,
12: well, I had, what, 40 years to go, well, yeah. 35 years in, to go through, and I will say, not trying to be a downer, that was at a point in my life when my, well, my husband is basically my hush, but the person that I had known since I was 16, and we were so close that at that time in the 70s, we were accused of being lesbians, and our parents... Both sides did not That's like it.
13: That's sad to even use the word accused. I accuse you of that. Pretty much.
12: Like, you know. Like it was something wrong. And yes. And, you know, so everything we had done, well, we were science fiction Sherlock Holmes fans that got us together with Star Trek in my club. And then everything from that point on, we taught each other. I got her into more heavy science fiction. She got me into fantasy with, with The Hobbit and so forth, and it went on for 35 years.
13: Oh. Uh.
12: And she had stage four cancer. So I was going from Portland, Oregon, back to to Florida, where she was living at that point, trying to help her, help her kids, both who heavy duty need, special needs kids. Sure. You know, fight the medical systems, all this sort of stuff. And I was putting in 18, 20 hour days and I hadn't done fanfiction for a long time. I will say that. I, I just needed an escape. And I went to AO3 and I looked at it. And I looked at it. And everything I usually read was something I had shared with her over those years. Everything. Wow. And I was like, I just can't. I can't because I can't walk into her hospital room and say, guess what I read last night? Yeah. It was really funny. And then, well, what's next to Star Wars, Star Trek? Sherlock Holmes, Starsky, and, Starsky Hutch. and Hutch. And I remembered, like I said, I remember those were two really good looking guys. You know, I knew enough about it from the 70s plots, it wouldn't be too difficult to read without knowing what's going on. Sure. And I was just reading a few to kind of escape, turn my brain off, you know, stuff like that. And then it just kicked in that this was a fandom that. Was looking past the tropes and the the bad mistakes and everything and so rich
13: so you found the fandom at the same time you found
12: the fiction i found the fiction and then about got a year later i realized i was still reading this fiction and i was going online and reading the ollie yeah. report or you know uh finding the videos or part of the videos i could mm-hmm. on youtube to catch up but i realized I'm a fan. I'm liking this now. And then I read Molos. Um, I didn't. I was reading Jen then. Mm-hmm. I read Molos, Pigs in Space. Mm-hmm. Got to do that again. Pigs in Space. <laughs> and it was, I should have been asleep. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning and I was in my hotel room. And the people next door to me probably thought I was having. That's a funny story. I, I was going insane or high or something. I was laughing my head <laughs> off. I was laughing and laughing and reading and laughing and it didn't click with me really until I had like read through it the second time that wait a minute I just read Slash. I just read Strasky and Hutch Slash. I just read Tentacle Horn, <laughs> <laughs> And it was funny. <laughs> so there I went. Dived in, you know, and I have not regretted one bit of it. I have found people all over this world. Oh yeah. I've had people in my house from all over the world. All over the world. And we may not agree, but, and I think it was fan lore that said we're the fandom of nice. Whatever, you know,
13: we're not. Sometimes we're the fandom of passive aggressive. Passive aggressive. We're, we're not, getting we're past, past we're not, that. We're not, Yeah. We're not, you know,
12: brainwashed idiots. We disagree, but we don't disagree and go for the throat. We don't disagree and call somebody a bad name that has nothing
13: to do with the fandom. True, but they're not to gloss things over, but in the last twenty years there have been plenty of Oh, there have. You n- know. Not on the bromance list ever. Not nothing but nothing on the
12: bromance. Alana and Nancy take care of that.
13: Yeah. Lesson. They keep things they you think know. they keep things nice. But there have been some I, I, I have some battle scars. I now I don't get into wars, but I've I watched people bleed. I've lost friends to those things that have left, you know, fandoms just like, I'm done. So, fandom, I'm I'm a one and only. I guess it really is true what Flamingo says, that it's just the two of us that are, this is our one and only fandom, so that's me, one and only girl. <laughs> I don't have any interest in any, in any other fandom, never have, I don't think I ever will. Like, I adore, I always use this as an example, I adore Supernatural, I have been watching it since its premiere, I watch every episode, it's coming on next week, I can't wait. You could not give me a million dollars to join that fandom. Terrifies me, even the thought. Never well, I re- will I step foot there.
14: I remember telling uh, Flamingo once about how um, when I was in high school, MASH was a big thing. Oh, I yeah. I loved MASH. I still do.
13: But Wayne I re- Rogers or Alan Alda? Alan Aldo. Oh, Sorry. The
14: baby. Sorry. Just saying. But, um, but yeah, definitely w- Wayne Rogers over. Yeah.
13: Trapper yeah. over. Yeah. Yes, DJ. absolutely.
14: Um, but I've never been interested in the fandom
13: no right
14: and I've never been interested in in trying to write fic for the fandom and she says you know because the show at the time gave you what you needed Mm -hmm. you know you know you were satisfied starcy and hutch there's something there that pulls you and you wanted you want more and if and you know there's so much out there that's great but maybe there's there's so there's this, something there's like okay why is this not here then you write fic for it you know you well, fill in you fill in the holes yeah that the your holes you
12: you 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 know you look at the the you know no insult but kind of lazy script writing in spots and you go it could be better yeah oh yeah <laughs> what if you know
13: and because they live in our hearts and our minds, and they're so real and alive, I just imagine them all the time. So the the stories, I I have what I call Star and Hutch Radio. I can turn it on in my head at any given time. I really can, and they're talking to me. It's I'm probably going to be on meds one day, but <laughs> that's how it works right now. Because that sounds,
14: sounds lovely to me. No, I've, I've in the dentist chair.
12: And I'm trying to kind of zone out, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting a feeling. I'm trying to kind of zone out. So my brain is kind of going to a little slash, you know, scene I'm trying to build in my head. And the dentist is finally like, well, you know, that must have been pretty easy. you got this most pleasant look on your face. <laughs> 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 That's great. <laughs> well, do
13: I tell him? <laughs> no, some things he doesn't, he still holds a drill. So <laughs> There's a Loggins and Messina song that is way before any of your time here you in this room. It's called How, House on Corner. And it's oh, a oh, it's so sweet. sweet and schmarmy little song. And it's just it's just a sweet little song. And I, I like Loggins and Messina. I was playing them on my iTunes the other day. And I, all of a sudden I thought, wow, this could have been something that maybe Hutch played privately. He didn't want anybody to ever know, but Starsky knew he played it. Because it's kind of a folksy song. And then we get to Four Seasons Hutch, and he's not playing any of the music anymore. And so it starts to ask him, why don't you play Loggins and Messina? Why don't you play this? And anyway, before I knew it, I had five pages of dialogue going in, going in my brain over a stupid house on Pooh Corner song. That's how plugged in I can get to them. So. That's how imaginative you are. Mm-hmm. That's well, how open you. to creation you are. They're inspiring to me. Thank you. Um, I And I like having that freedom. And I was going to say, why I asked you about how you found fandom and fiction, first, I know all evidence to the contrary, mm-hmm. but I didn't come out of the fandom egg and <laughs> to go. I actually found the fiction and stayed really undercover for about a year, where I was on some lists. I joined, but I just sat back and watched. It was like, whoa, what's going on here? What's happening? And then once I had read enough and viewed enough, I kind of poked, poked my head out just a little bit, Mm -hmm. but that was my first year. I didn't come into it with a bang. I kind of liked keeping it private and just reading everything that I could just get my little greedy hands on. So
14: I don't think that's unusual. I mean, I was pretty, you know, stealthy for about a year or so. Were you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, but then, you know, you were talking about Molo's work, oh. and 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 it was not. It was Karen Maintenance for me, her story, mm. and you know the the little that was Molo. Oh yeah, yes, and um, it was. Yes,
13: the, I'm sorry. Yes, it was
14: the first story that I read. It wasn't the first story I read, but it was the first one that expanded for me. That made me realize what fiction does for the canon universe, mm-hmm. how it expands it, how it gives you so much more depth and places you can go and the emotions you can reach. And mm-hmm. it was
13: it was like, I want more of this, you know. Well that's so interesting because during the panel we had yesterday, that was one thing that I I, I was I was struck by. How many maybe 40 of us in the room? And and I was I know I was coming out a little strong on a couple points, but I was really trying to get through this is what we saw on the screen versus this is what we're going off and interpreting. And each of us is interpreting that twelve thousand different ways because that's the way humans are. But still this one little fact was the fact, like Starsky's chest. It is a fact Starsky has a chest. Now, <laughs> Boy does he ever. Yeah, now, now now the interview can be done, right? So <laughs> Starsky has a chest. What one does with that chest is all up to us individually. Once you start with the base fact that the chest is pretty damn good and unmarred, and then you can go anywhere you want, or you can make it marred. Anyway, I, I was just fascinated by that, on how we all interpret what we see on the TV screen. and That's what I wanted to bring to that panel, so, you know,
14: no, I I think a, yesterday. You, you made a good point, and I, you know, it, unfortunately, some I think we got a little bit stuck in the weeds,
13: but Maybe idea, a little, yeah. We'll try that again another time. <laughs> <laughs>
14: but the idea being that, you know, and, and it's, it's okay to break canon, to go off on, you know. But yes. it's, it's good to know what it is and know what it is you're breaking, you know. Absolutely. Like they talk about writing rules, right? There are rules yes. about writing. It's good to know when you're deliberately deciding, okay, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm going this do way. This yeah. yeah. And you do it as a choice and not by accident. Well, then, you know, you say AU or not to canon or something, and somebody decides they want to
12: read it or not.
13: It's like starting, I was working with a, a newish writer recently, and um, there was a lot of starting sentences with contractions, which is not necessarily what you want. I'm <laughs> saying contractions, and I mean conjunctions. Okay. <laughs> Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Schoolhouse rock, right? Uh-huh. So a lot of sentences started with and or but and so forth and so on. And so I was correcting them saying, okay, it's not technically wrong, but you want to know that this is not, you know, the, but at any rate, I, I didn't want to like stifle her style, but also wanted her to be aware of the fact that this is not technically the way you want to open sentence after sentence after sentence. What wonder why I said contraction there. I'm going have to think about that for a moment with some little...
8: A Brain freeze going on in, in
13: my, there. you know, no, no, emprague for me. I'm barely. I'm, Let's not go there, please. I can barely do most of you
12: poking the in there. Yeah, no, I'm,
13: well, yeah, that would be Starsky's job if he. <laughs> <laughs> and if Starsky wants to poke it in there, I will watch. Will you know? I am the director. Oh, okay. <laughs> I am one of those women. I can sit here. Right hand to God, I have never fantasized about the guys and me. Never once, never going to happen. No. I am the director. I say, action, go. <laughs> and I just watch them perform for me. Whenever I close my eyes and I want them to. <laughs> <laughs> Which is nice. It's a powerful job, but someone's got to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thanks to Mortimer, we don't even have to close our eyes anymore. Oh, that woman is so dang.
14: Did you see that last one?
13: Yes. Oh. <laughs> have you seen that one, baby?
14: Sheep. Matsa made sure <laughs> that I did first thing this
13: morning. Oh. Hey, who needs coffee? <laughs> no kidding.
1: All right. Well, we should wrap up since it's uh, six thirty or seven thirty-four. How do we do? Great. Excellent. Um, any
4: final thoughts you would like to share? Any hopes for
1: the rest of the weekend or for uh, Starsky and Hutch fandom in general?
12: Fandom. I hope it. I'm not going to imagine that it grows huge, but. Then I turn around and there you two are, you two kids. You know, fresh candy, fresh George. candy. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I know it's going to Megan. last. again. Megan. yeah. You know, I've got the jeans I got on. are wouldn't hurt. But so I'm not afraid of it disappearing, really. So I'm going to be here for a while, and enjoy it. And I'm really excited to see what the
14: future fans bring into it. Absolutely. If you're in within the sound of this podcast, and if any of this intrigues you, you know there'll be sharecon again in a couple of years,
13: twenty twenty one.
14: Well, you can go to.
12: Can we plug the bromance page? Or? Yeah, totally. Sure. Okay, um, there is a Facebook page for Starsky and Hutch, the bromance group. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. You can Google it.
13: Yeah, you can Google Facebook bromance, and it will take you there, Starsky and you can. Head answer three magical questions and I think there might be some herbs and spices involved <laughs> but eventually you, you know you will get on. It is a
12: slash group. It is a I very put slash that group. I warning right out there. It is a slash group.
13: But it's a kind group.
12: It's a kind group. It's an accepting group.
13: Creative I, group. Mm,
12: creative group. We can take off on the weirdest off-topic tangents and share things. You're hunting for a fan fiction. We'll hunt for it for mm-hmm. you you know you're stuck on something somebody will find that clip for you yeah you know we're we're your research and cheerleaders encouragers handholders
13: it's a 40 year old fandom and it's been a very very creative 40 years but i was going to yeah. say it's also it's had it's waned and waxed as as things do but it's always survived. We owe a lot to the people that kept it around in this in the 80s when things were a little bit rough for the, the actors. Things were rough for the fandom. People like Martha were doing zines that kept things going. We had another resurgence in the 90s. And then in the early 2000s, someone mentioned the virtual season the other day. That was another resurgence. And I think we're enjoying a resurgence now with our younger fans, which I love. So I guess my wish, I've been in the fandom 20 years now and my wish is in 20 more years i'll still be coming i'll still probably be taking the elevator and that you guys will be nurturing people your age now so thank you for this time thank you thank,
4: thank, you. You. thank, you, thank you so, so much, much that was so great <laughs> thank you <laughs> Christopher Ryan.
1: all days disappeared all too soon but i've wandered much further today than i should and i can't seem to find my way back to the wood so help me if you can i've
11: got to get back to the house
4: at blue corn We're going to pause and let this uh, plane
5: land.
6: <laughs>
10: yes. is no... <laughs> Are you going to cuss at us? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm going to name you pictures. But fun,
5: do you want to jump in here and say
13: your favorite so piece? So badly, but I won't do that.
5: Haven. Haven. I don't even remember what Haven was. Not in heaven. Isn't that haven over there? Haven. Okay.
11: It's
5: that one. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Pretty uh, huh? Well, it's Suzanne. Yes. It's timeless. Thank you. Uh I'd forgotten I called that haven. Now I know why.